The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, and a friend of mine, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me, the door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who receive, asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Your friend, your next door neighbor, calls you up in the middle of the night. You're awakened from sleep, and on the other end of the phone, you hear your neighbor's desperate plea. Her husband has fallen, and she does not have the strength to help him up. Can you please help? A coworker stops by your cubicle, stops by your room, explains a situation, a challenging situation at home, asks you for some advice. What would you do in that situation, they say. Your child comes to you uh, with uh, a cut on their finger. Mommy, Daddy, fix it. In each of these scenarios, there might be any number of things that you would do to respond. We want to respond in ways that are helpful in those situations. Uh, last week, I preached about uh, doing good and about how God gives us many opportunities every day to do good. In fact, that when those uh, opportunities arise, that they are not mere happenstance or, or coincidence, but that God has prepared beforehand good works that we should do them, that they should be our way of life. And so as we go through each day, we are presented with many opportunities to help, to be of assistance, to show love to our neighbors, to 
live out a kingdom lifestyle and join Jesus in what he's doing. But we dare not, in any of those circumstances or countless other examples beside, respond out of our own strength, out of our own reasoning or sense of knowledge or experience, out of our own, even our own capacity to love and show compassion. Because in all of those situations and countless others besides, we, while we might have lots of life experience and lots of specialized knowledge, while we might have strength uh, or, uh, or compassion to show, on our own, we do not have enough. Our strength will fail. We will come to the limits of our knowledge and wisdom. And honestly, there are some days where compassion and love, we just aren't feeling it. So how do we respond in such moments? Jesus, in our gospel lesson today, is caught praying by his disciples. And in Luke's gospel, this is a common occurrence. Jesus is, is often uh, said to be praying at a certain place or at a certain time. In this particular instance, though, the disciple comes to him and uh, asks of him, Jesus, teach us to pray. The disciple uh, says, we don't know how to pray as we ought. In humility admits that uh, we need instruction from you, Jesus, teach us how to pray. The disciple there uh, is demonstrating what St. Paul says in, in his letter to the Romans. He says, we do not know how to pray as we ought. And, and this is as disciples of Jesus. This disciple that came to Jesus had been traveling with him for a while, believed in him. St. Paul writes to the Christian church in Rome. Good, believing Christians made righteous in Christ through baptism do not know how to pray as we ought. We need God's instruction. Uh, and Jesus here gives us a tremendous gift, the Lord's Prayer, as we call it. And I suppose I could preach a sermon series on that for many months, uh, just that one prayer. But today I want to just focus on the first word that he gives in Luke's gospel. You'll see if you heard it and you thought, hmm, there's some petitions missing out from there. Uh, it's because Luke's gospel is one place where we find the Lord's prayer. There is a more detailed uh, illustration or, or description of the Lord's prayer as given in Matthew's gospel. Jesus taught his disciples to pray on multiple occasions. Uh, and, uh, and, and here though, and in both places, the prayer begins with how we are to address God the one to whom we are praying. And it is simply this, Father. Jesus tells us we are to approach God in prayer as a beloved child approaches 
his loving father. Knowing that that response from the father is going to be given out of love. Knowing that the father wants what is good for the child. That's how Jesus wants us to approach God. Elsewhere in Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, God already knows what we need even before we ask it. That he wants to give us good things. We had that in our prayer of the day today. That long before we even desire to pray, God desires to give us what we need This is a tremendous encouragement in prayer because we can know that in any circumstance, in any situation, whether we deem it to be uh, small of importance or, or great, whether it is something that we can wrap our minds around or a tangled knot of confusion that we don't even know where to begin pulling at it, in every circumstance, in any situation, we can come to God in prayer. And know that he is wisdom itself. We can know that he has a compassion that far surpasses any of our understanding. And that he has strength and power to provide what he wills to give to us. Which is always to our benefit. What an encouragement in prayer. So when you are presented with opportunities to do good, before jumping into action, uh, like Clark Kent jumping into the phone booth to put on his superhero costume, you can pause for a moment. Let God be the superhero and pray. In humility, acknowledge that you don't even know what it is that you need to pray for, but you recognize the situation and the need to pray and give it to God. Now, this is something that we are taught from young children. I was raised in the church and, and uh, my parents taught me how to pray. Uh, you know, when I was real little, I had a bedtime prayer. Maybe you prayed it too. Lord, I lay me down to sleep. You know, uh, They taught me how to pray the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Probably even knew that before I went to kindergarten, long before being taught that in Sunday school, right? You know, just through regular repetition in the home and at worship. And, And prayer, that's a wonderful place to start. No better place to start than the very words that Jesus gives us. Uh, But uh, as we mature in Christ, we realize that, uh, that there are other ways in which we can pray. And we can get even more specific than in some of these uh, written prayers. And that and the Jesus' prayer, uh, perfect as it is, also serves as a model for our prayer and opens up uh, whole avenues of things to pray for uh, and uh, all given to our Heavenly Father who desires to help us. So, uh, so it is that uh, as I grew up, uh, I you know, was exposed to other opportunities to pray, that I would hear people praying uh, you know, the prayers on Sunday morning uh, that are getting specific about different circumstances in the world or praying for those who are sick. Uh, and in our own home, we would pray also 
for those uh, uh, who were sick or who had different needs. Uh, But that was a very different thing than the opportunity when it came to me, for me, to offer those prayers. It probably first happened at camp as a camper. Uh, We would often do prayers where we'd invite children, uh, the campers, uh, to pray a petition. And we'd give them an out. We'd say, you can pray it silently and then just squeeze the hand of the person next to you uh, and go around. And and I'm sure that I had opportunities to to do that uh, as a camper. I, I can't remember any in particular. But I'll tell you, one of the most uh, striking examples of, of growth in prayer actually happened when I was a camp counselor uh, and uh, was doing a day camp ministry in southern Ohio. We had been with a host family uh, through the week, and uh, each night we would gather together at their house uh, after the campers had all gone home, and we'd play games and uh, play cards and just chat around the table, have a meal together. And, and uh, the host family that we were with had some college-age students, so same age as, as we, the counselors. And so we enjoyed that time together immensely. Midway through the week, uh, we were all gathered at the house and we received a phone call. The, the mother of the house received a phone call uh, from one of the sons who said he wouldn't be able to join us for dinner. Uh, and she came in and explained that, uh, well, we won't wait for him because uh, he's got a, a personal situation. Uh, his longtime girlfriend and he were having some problem, uh, some challenge together in their relationship, and, and he needed to deal with that. And, uh, you know, and we're all like, oh, that's, that's too bad. Um, you know, that's, uh, well, that's unfortunate. You know, and, and maybe you've had those kind of circumstances too, where you hear news about some situation, maybe uh, somebody's illness or uh, some, you know, misfortune that happens at the house or uh, some challenge that they're facing and, and your response is, oh, that's too bad. Or, uh, you know, well, good luck with that. Uh, and you mean it, but that's about where it stops. <laughs> but this mom uh, of this house uh, taught me that there is so much more that you can do than just feel bad for somebody. She invited us uh, to gather around. She said, everybody come here. We gathered around. She said, I just want to pray right now uh, for her son. I don't even remember his name. Pray for, pray for my son and uh, for this, his longtime girlfriend who had come like a family member to them. I want to just pray for them. I don't even remember the words that were prayed. They really, it was a short prayer. Doesn't matter what words she used. But but for me, I was, I, I grew in that moment of my understanding that you could pray about anything at any time, right? You could just add a drop of a hat that even with, you know, relative strangers, I mean, we knew each other through the week, but, you know, we've never talked since and we had never talked before, you know, but you could we were brothers and sisters in Christ, and you know, together we could come to and take that situation, a situation over which none of us had any control, right? Neither would we want to exercise any control, right? But it was just a concern, it was a concerning situation in which two people were hurting, and we had a Father in heaven who loved those two people, and we could go to him. And place the situation into his hands. And the mom said it, and you know, however many words she said it, it was very simple. And then we moved on and we, you know, went on to play games and things through the evening. Uh, and 
Yeah, that moment has touched me. And she probably didn't even think about it, honestly. It was, it was so evident that this was just the way that they lived their life as Christians in that household. Is that when there was a need, what do you do? You take it to your father who loves you and who wants what is best for us and has the ability to do things about it. So I encourage you the next time this week, it's going to happen multiple times, all kinds of different opportunities are going to come where you're going to become aware of somebody's need and you can pray for them. Some of those needs you're going to be so distant and remote for, maybe you'll just be watching the news and you'll see a situation that your heart goes out to. And in that moment, in the silence of your heart, you don't even have to say the words out loud. God knows what, you, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Just take it to God. Say, God, I'm, I'm concerned about this. Bring peace. Resolve the conflict. Right? Maybe, maybe you're at a place where I was where you are nervous to take that step of praying it out loud, especially if it's a situation where the neighbor calls on the phone or the coworker stops by and they explain the situation. I invite you to take Jesus' invitation to prayer. And in that moment, if, if you're used to praying for them silently on your own and not let them know secret prayers. Maybe just say, hey, is it okay if I pray for you? Uh, And then maybe later on in the day, you can say a prayer for them. Sometime after this, I, I grew to a place where I actually was so bold as to take that step uh, and it, if you've never done it before, it, it, it feels bold. It feels scary, honestly, to say, hey, can I pause and pray with you right now? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> they may say, well, no, that's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's okay. We can take that and we can just pray for them secretly, right? But... You know, so often people will find that when you offer that, people are relieved to have somebody that they can join in this challenging situation, this conundrum that they're facing, uh, this grief that they are experiencing, to know that they're not alone in it and that they have somebody who cares. And you can do that by showing them good works and and showing them love. But what better way to show them love to actually introduce them into the kingdom than to introduce them to the king? The one who invites our prayers, who wants to answer them even before we ask, who has the power to do something about the situation that we're facing. What a wonderful privilege it is to be able to call upon God, our Father. I invite you to do that this week. Take that baby step wherever you're at. It's going to feel like a step outside of your comfort zone if you've never done it before. As Greg Finke writes in the book, it's only really terrifying once. (laughs) And, And maybe it's less terrifying the next time. And the next time. But... Jesus wants us to be a praying people. He models this prayer for us in the gift of the Lord's Prayer, but 
In Luke's gospel, we see that Jesus, he intercedes for us. That's what it means to really to pray for another person is to place yourself in their situation. Jesus intercedes for us on the cross putting himself in our situation. And even there on the cross in Luke's gospel, he prays for us, Father, forgive them. And the Holy Spirit, though we do not know how to pray as we ought, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings we cannot even understand. Too deep for words. God, God wants what is best for you. In confidence that we have a loving heavenly Father, who wants what is best for us, let us take our needs and our neighbor's needs to God in prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen.